Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Deets. Your own personal Jesus. After nine long rounds, we find ourselves at the halfway mark of the AFL fantasy season. For one league, 12 brave souls have traded, dropped and deets their way to this very moment. On the eve of the buys, Edge United sits on top of the deet elite ladder with seven wins and two losses. Hot on his heels are the Bob Murphy Fluffers and the Harpy Risers with six wins each. All three are looking for their maiden premiership. With fourth most points, it's the John Deers, who happen to be 10th on the ladder. Has he been the most Deets this season? Stay tuned to find out as we go through the Shane Deets medal standings after nine rounds. It's a salivating contest between Phil's Bad Man, SSG and Skeet, one of which may miss the finals altogether. At the foot of the table, BMC and Darren Jarman are playing for pride. A strong showing over the buyers and in the second half of the season could result in the improbable. Finally, we'll look at the top 10 draft and waiver picks of the season, as well as the bottom 10. It's the mid-season AFL Fantasy Review, so please welcome Skeet Coin and the Harpy Risers. Welcome to the uh, mid-season review. Hey. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what would you be saying uh, if Skeetcoin was here? I'd be saying my team is rooted this week. That's pretty much what I'd be saying. Because through the blue dots and the uh, players that didn't get picked, you know, it's not looking promising. Fair enough. I'm going to start by talking about the top 10 and the bottom 10 draft picks and waivers of the year. So I'll start with the okay. top 10, um, and you can let me know what you think. Uh, so I'll go from 10 to 1. So I think the 10th best uh, was one that you picked up. It was Tim Taranto. So um, ah. he was picked up in the uh, draft this year at position 181, and he's currently averaging 93. Uh, so he's, mm. um, he's done really well for you. Uh, he's the 58th best ranked player in the whole competition. So, yeah, um, they're number I'll nine. be honest. I really didn't expect that. Didn't see that one coming. So, there, there was a you know. few. There was a few between like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, etc. But yeah, Taranto made it. Number nine, Dale Thomas. He wasn't drafted at all. Um, he was picked up by the cheesy drivers, uh, and he's averaging eighty-seven now. So I put that in ninth spot, even though he's averaging a little bit less than Taranto. I think the fact he went through the draft and, I mean, everyone kind of overlooked. Those waiver wire ads, they, they add up, man. There's a doozy coming up too. Um, so Shannon Hearn at number eight, uh, picked up by the John Deers, is averaging 95. He's the 53rd best uh, from any position at the moment. Um, so that was a pretty good pickup. Number seven. Mm, I agree. Uh, this guy has benefited from the Crows players not playing, Cam Ellis Yeoman. He's averaging 91, and he went through the whole draft as well, undrafted. So Darren Jarman picked up a good player there. Um, number six, Ed Langdon, uh, another one for the Harpies, uh, averaging 94. Yeah, gift from uh, gift from Albert Gumpel. So uh, that was a pretty good... Uh, so you didn't pick him up? No, no, I didn't draft him. I think so, Albert either may have drafted him or... Uh, I'll just check. Um, may have drafted him, but definitely dropped him. Yeah, right. So and then I picked him up. Looks like Al dropped a dolly. Yeah, definitely dolly M. Um, all right, now to the top five best picks. Um, counting down, number five, Callum Sinclair. Uh, currently owned by Ed United, but initially drafted by Darren Jarman. So Ed picked him up there. Uh, he's averaging ninety-five. Um, but he was picked 243 in the draft right at the end. 
So recently he's not been as good though, I don't reckon. No, no, that's true. But it just goes to show um, those coaches who picked up two rucks in the first few rounds, like BMC, probably um, yeah. should have picked up an extra midfielder instead. Um, mm-hmm. Number four is Paul Seedsman. He's averaging 97. Um, he's at the Bob Murphy Fluffers. Uh, he was killing draft it. rank. He's just killing, killing it. it. He's a defender too, which is a bonus. I oh, know. Um, and uh, the Bob Murphy Fluffers features in number three as well. Uh, so this guy is ranked 37 overall, but he was picked up at 215 in the draft. Currently averaging 98 is Jared Polak. Jared Polak. So yeah. he's um, done really well, but um, yeah, really good outside mid for Port Adelaide. Hopefully that mm-hmm. keeps up throughout the season. Uh, number, oh. number two is Jack Darling, who's surprised everyone and averaged 97. Uh, I think he's averaging about 115 over the last three weeks. But uh, he wasn't drafted at all and was picked up off the waivers by your by mate. Milky Bar Kids. Your mate, the Milky Bar yeah. Kids. So, um, was the reason, the reason why I lost on the weekend. So Definitely knew about that one. And um, that leaves number one. Who do you think it is? All right, he, was pick, he was picked up by your brother. Feels bad, man, Omega Lol. Uh, at pick 131 in the draft. And he's now... Ed Yeah, oh, Ed Kerno. Um, averaging 120, so uh, I reckon he was probably the pick. That, of, yeah. that is pretty crazy. Pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking at the bottom 10. Just back on Jared Polak. Yeah. You know what's amazing about him is that uh, with all the people that Paul added, I actually thought he was going to have a terrible, terrible season. And you... Somehow he's just managed to benefit. I, just, I don't get it. Port has like managed to pick up all these top ten picks anywhere from like Jimmy Tompus and Jared Polek and now you see Jack Watts and Jack Tringove. One of them's got to pay off. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean Polek was a bit of a um, different situation. Polek. He wasn't sort of pushed out the door at Brisbane. He chose to leave. But there, one of the yeah. few players that ever decided to return home to South Australia. Yeah. Although Gibbs this year, which was good. Um, well, they also got Lindsay Thomas. You are there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you hear can't it. look past Lindsay I didn't hear anything are you hearing something <laughs> <laughs> I can look past Lindsay uh, do you have anything to say about those top 10 either of anyone who may else be out there listening uh, Polak and Hearn <laughs> I just think uh, I think they're the two which surprised me the most yeah definitely um, and like ju- that no, was a something. pretty good ranking History mm. goes to show that they'll keep the form for the rest of the season too. Because I get in my head, I think like, <laughs> and, um, oh, they'll drop off. But just to um, just to clarify on Ed Langdon, I actually dropped him twice. So uh, yeah, picked him up before round one, dropped him after getting sixty. Picked him up again, dropped him after getting sixty. And uh, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Advantage oh. Nathan. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, go on. I, I just got a couple of notable omissions. I think Trent Dumont picked 216. I think he's averaging like 85 right now for oh, Ed. Yeah. Which is an absolute steal. Yep. So, yeah. And uh, he also did well with Atkins too, which is pick 192, which is Crazy. similar. To get those, those mid-80 guys after round uh, 15 is pretty good. I'll move on to... What about Sean McKernan? Sean McKernan's averaging 101. Oh, he's, only, <laughs> he's only played a couple In of that games. one game of his... He's played two. Has it? Yeah. 102 oh. and 100. There you go. 
Yeah, there he were a few four against uh, Richie's mates. I see big things ahead for him. So moving on to the bottom ten. Uh, so uh, in tenth spot is Jaden Hunt. So he was picked at 196 by the John Deers, um, just when he needed positions other than mids. Uh, but Hunt's averaging 48 at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if he's even getting a game. Number nine. Um, this is uh, the first of BMC's bottom ten. There's four of them. Uh, Sean Darcy. Picked up at pick number 177. I thought Sandlins would go down early, but clearly he didn't. Also, I didn't really need a second ruck. Also, Sean Darcy's injured. So that's number nine. Uh, number eight. Yeah, I think, I think a good, um, a good uh, confirmation on that is that I actually had to think about who he was when you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> I thought Luke Darcy retired. Yeah, Sean Darcy. Uh, number eight is Josh Kennedy, the one from West Coast. Pick 137 from the Milky Bar Kids. Still on the Milky Bar Kids list, but he's averaging 55. Um, his mate, Darling, is taking a lot of the points in the forward line. Uh, so, yeah, Kennedy. Uh, number seven, um, Joe Danaher. Now, I realize he's injured, but... Um, He's averaging 64 as well. So that was picked up by Ed. Ed, Ed traded, traded him, him for rough Ed. That's right. Yeah. It was a bit of a um, masterstroke for Ed United. Um, number six, BMC, uh, Brandon Ellis. Pick number 64 overall, uh, which is, what is that? About the fifth or sixth round. And uh, averaging 65 and dropped. He's been dropped for about five rounds now. So Another one of BMC's finest. Yeah, uh, he was averaging like nineties, eighties, nineties recently. I think last year. Oh, I, I did have him up there on my list of defenders. So uh, bad luck. Oh well. Anyway, speaking of bad luck, Ryan Burton picked up by the Harpies at pick sixty-one. Yeah, that one hurts. Averaging forty-nine and currently available on the wires. Number four is uh, another one for the Harpies. It's no, it's a, it's a surprise you're sitting in second spot, but uh, Hibbard. Picked up at oh, uh, yeah. number 37. He's now averaging 70. So that's respectable. Every but... league I'm playing in, just absolutely killing me. Um, Those two elite defenders I picked up really paid off for me. Number three, I don't know. In retrospect, maybe this is a bit harsh, but uh, it's Paddy Ryder. He has been out injured, but he's uh, averaging 66 across three games now. So uh, we, Are we counting injuries as a, a dating? Probably. Well, only if they're out for eight games. Which is the long, okay. which is the um, what's it called? Long-term injury list qualification. Yeah, so I th- yeah. I don't think he quite was out for eight. What um, about eight games of omission? <laughs> no, nah, that doesn't that doesn't count. If you omitted for eight that's, games, that's crap. Because I, I feel like I feel like Skeet has one of them coming up though. So uh, number two is Chad Wingard. He was picked at forty-one overall by the Milky Bar Kids. Still owned by the Milky Bar Kids, but he's averaging sixty-six. So. Let's hope he can so turn that I, so around. So I win. So um, he was a, he was one of the ones that um, bought one of the poor players that really lost out in all those additions. But he was a he was a talent um, when he was coming through. I know GDL, GWS wanted him, and he went what pick four, pick five, something like that. Oh, I think I think he's still a talent. I just think he's uh, lazy. You've got to get the ball, yeah, and know. there's too many mouths to feed at yeah. Port right now. Yeah, it's a good point. Some, not everybody can get the ball. And uh, the number one worst pickup this year, any guesses? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, guess Barlow. Did it rhymed with? Yeah, right. Well, he's already said something. No, I didn't. Yeah. Put, I didn't put him in the list. It's Tom Rockliffe. Oh. Um, I mean, there wasn't enough evidence. That's very Barlow. sensible. Barlow, because yeah. Barlow is going to probably come back in the next week or two and average ninety, so he's going to be in the top ten of the good ones. So, um, I mean, yeah, May, um, yeah. Honorable mention to Barlow, but Tom Rockliffe picked at pick sixteen. He was my second overall pick, I think. And um, averaging, averaging 73. I mean, I'm happy he's a forward now. It was good on the weekend, though. But uh, Has turned the corner. He, he's averaging 115-odd over his last two. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, we'll see. He's, I mean, he's top Rockcliffe. He misses four or five games a year. He goes missing, and then he scores 180, so. Got your important win on the weekend against, uh, against Dalbert. Um, yeah. Let's reflect on that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I also just wanted to touch on list turnover. How many original players are still on uh, original? Can I also oh, just yeah. say another notable omission? Oh, sure. From uh, from Luke's team, he picked Toby Green real early. I don't even think Toby has Toby Green played more than three games yet. Nah. Yeah. I don't nah. average that much either. And the thing is, I was really upset. In rounds, you know, one and two, like, I could have got green. I could have got green. Doesn't matter. They're both shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Both are not getting games. Tommy Green yeah. probably will play again this yeah. career. Though. If Luke makes the finals, Luke, uh, uh, Toby Green might be a good pick. But, uh, you know, <laughs> got to get there first. Indeed. All right. Uh, just looking at the list turnover, um, so I think this was done before the last weekend, but uh, I mean you, we all start with twenty-two uh, players. Um, the one who's dropped most of their players is the Milky Bar Kids. He's only kept twelve of his. Um, BMC, cheesy drivers, feels bad man. Omega Lols and SSG only have thirteen left of their twenty-two. Edge United and Darren Jarman fourteen. ACT, Skeet, Bob Murphy, Fluffers, and the John Deers have 15. And the Harpies have kept most of their players out of everyone else. And how many do have I kept? 16. So I'll quickly just uh, talk about the Shane Dietz medal. Um, so uh, at the halfway mark, I've done some calculation. Uh, it's a slightly tweaked format this year, um, which I can go into if anyone wants to know about it, but it doesn't really change the outcome that much. I haven't calculated the injuries yet. There hasn't really been enough time. Um, and there's been one close finish from last week, uh, SSG's win over Phil's Badman, but uh, I haven't added that in because this is to the end of round eight. So going from the bottom, on zero points, Edge United, Phil's Badman, Omega Lols, and the Harpies. Oh, bullshit. Uh, say, I think. Ah. He's on, I reckon Ed can't complain with that. So yeah, I mean, it's injuries. I can't complain with that. It's trades. It's yeah. Um, on two points, uh, SSG, um, but he's expected to go higher Oof. when his injuries are counted later in the year. Yeah, I would think so. Um, he Murphy, has been deeced. Bob Murphy fluffers and ACT on three points. Um, cheesy drivers and Darren Jarman on five. Skeet on eight. That's cheesy Jiver's been. Yeah, that's right. Skeet on eight in third How's position. Cheesy Jiver's been uh, been deeced at all. Uh, I'll bring it. He's up. had like have a, look. a couple of pretty close losses. Um, so cheesy Jiver's trade Nothing within five it points. Was, it was because of trades. 
He's on the. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. Self dating. Yeah. Um, Skate on eight. Um, yeah, Scoot on eight. So far. There's equal second spot is the Milky Bar Kids and BMC on 10, which leaves one more coach in first place, and that is the John Deere's. Um, and just looking at the John Deere's, they have, uh, where are we? Some, uh, yeah, some trades didn't go their way. Um, some of their players have underperformed, um, but their fourth highest scoring team sitting 10th on the ladder. That's dating. That's a dating. Plus, the, to add to the cofactor of Deetsation, their number one nemesis is the least Deets player <laughs> at the top of the ladder. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's, right. he's that's just weird because he's also had like no points scored against him either. It's because yeah. he had those like he had two six hundred point wins. Good on the weekend, good at the time, but mm. oh, it's just weird that you lose that you lose so often and you got such a big differential between you scored for and scored against. Yeah, it's the 600-point wins that do it. Yeah. All right. How's everyone going for time? I've got all, all the time in the world. I'll probably uh, hang up pretty soon. All right. Where are you going? <laughs> because the wife is here. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the show. Just kidding. Hey. <laughs> all right. Well, does, does anyone else have anything else to say? I mean, I could go through each trade. No, you can do that. Do that. All right. Okay. So the first one on here is um, Jordan Degoe, originally from the Milky Bar Kids, traded for Hamish Harler, originally from ACT Avalanche. Uh, and that ended in round six when Hamish Harler had a season-ending injury. So that's a win to ACT. The second trade is yeah, Joe Danaher for um, Jared Ruffhead. Um, Joe Danaher originally working out United, very well for Ed. and Jared Ruffhead originally from the Milky Bar Kids. What's Ruffhead averaging though? He's not doing that much, is he? Um, no, he's not. No, nah, he haven't got that there. But Joe Danaher last played in round seven, so yeah, yep. that's true. Uh, the f- next one, uh, trade three, is the Kieran Jack Merry Go Round Part One for Sean Grigg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. How's Sean Jack, Grigg going? Originally from Skeet, traded for Sean Grigg, originally of the John Deers. Uh, Sean Grigg um, didn't play in round seven and eight. Um, Is that omission? But, injury. Uh, injury. But this uh, this trade um, effectively stopped getting assessed after one round because that's when he got untraded, which um, <laughs> ends the trade. So, yeah, it, was, it happened at the and end of round back three. To the John Deers. And then... Retraded at the end of round four to the John Deere's from Skeet. So that trade involved Kieran Jack and Dan Hanabry for Mark Lacroix and Billy Hartung. Look good on paper. Yeah. So um, Lacroix and Hartung have combined for about 500 points, um, whatever you can make of that. I don't know how much that is per week. Uh, Jack and Hanabry for about 300 points. So that's a big win to John Deere's. Does that so? Some of my Deets points come from that. Yeah, nice. I think I think Hanabry will end up coming good though. To be honest, you could only think. I mean, sixty-eight. He was he was like fifth favorite for the Brownlow Medal like two years ago. Like, I just don't think he's he's not hasn't aged that badly. I'm pretty sure Billy Hartung's dropped off quite a bit since I traded him back to like a seventy-ish kind of guy. 
Billy Hartung yeah, definitely Kieran was Jack, never top five for the Brownlow medal. Kieran Jack, unownable. Lacroix has been solid enough to be a rostered forward. Mm. The last trade uh, is Cullen Ward and Michael Walters for Patrick Cripps and Sam Murray. Um, ACT was the owner of Ward and Walters, traded them to the Cheesy Drivers, who now has them. Um, Sam Murray's been dropped. Walters has only played one game in the last two rounds. He's only missed one, though. Yeah. Um, Murray being omitted was a, a big... Um, Surprise to me, anyway. Competition. Yeah, I think Sean, good Sean needs Cripps to out-average Ward by about 10 to have a chance at not being deced in that trade. So, yeah. Which could definitely happen. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that there's been a couple of um, trends this year. Uh, the first one being there's a couple of defenders who moustache. have really taken off. Yeah, the moustache. Uh, players like <laughs> Hearn, Jonas, and Grundy. Um, at the expense of some midfielders who've really gone missing. So it seems like there's a change of tactic by some clubs who are running it from defence um, to the forward line, uh, bypassing some midfielders, whereas previously mids, you know, there were a few you could really rely well, on yeah. to get the hundreds. I don't know if you two have any opinions about the the change of point structure, tactics. Oh, they're definitely chipping it around, well, passing it around in the defence a lot they're doing and going past too. Hanbury and Kennedy, etc. Your mate Luke mm. Ryan. But yeah, yeah, like those. Yeah, there's a lot of high-scoring defenders. There's also been a lot of injuries. How, how many a lot of high-scoring have... defenders, though? I reckon that's the hardest place to find somebody on the wire. Yeah, there's like, none on the forwards, wire, but forwards there's a lot are of plentiful. guys. Yeah, forwards are plentiful for me. Like, it's ridiculous. Everywhere I look, there's like a forward that averages seventy-five. I've got like. Two forwards in my midfield, which two years ago I would have told you it was crazy. I was uh, thinking of getting a high-scoring forward today, but the forwards I had, yeah. But, anyway, they're all really. But you realise Sean McKernan had already been picked up. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But um, yeah, I was going to say there's also been a lot of. Does it seem like there's been more injuries this year, or is it just, or is this normal? It feels like there's more, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I also get the feeling that um, a lot of the time, young players especially, uh, like it's like they go out with an injury which is kind of a phantom injury and it's almost just rested. Almost like you can't say that you're going to omit somebody. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I think clubs are a lot less open with the media about injuries. Yeah. And, um, I saw something that like Stephen Rowe had an argument on air with... Uh, the Crows media guy. Did you hear this? It came. It came up on my Google feed yeah. saying uh, Stephen Rowe apologizes yeah. for airing on air feud. So it was but during, I didn't know what it was about. It was during the. But Crows he's a very clever, very sensible man, Stephen yeah. Rowe. So <laughs> he's, got, he's got his mobile phone number on the um, internet. I've I've definitely called him once. And before. you called it once. You were like, "Is this Steve?" I even <laughs> called him Steve. Um, so, uh, for those of you interested, Stephen Rowe's phone number is, oh, come on, <laughs> oh, I used to have it. Trivia, what number was he for the Crows? Oh, probably three. 
Yeah, that's correct. Um, I can give you some more trivia why why Steve looks this up. Yeah. Have Steve I high five? Has been have I high five Steve Eleven before. transactions. Uh, been added, dropped, or traded eleven times. That's a lot. Who? Nick Graham. Oh yeah, well. Kale Hooker seven. Tom Langdon, English, Rosa, Rich, Reed, and Long, all six. Basically owned every other week. Yeah, Nick Graham doesn't have a lot of stability in his life. No, nah, I don't reckon. I, I reckon... Um, I hope he's got a really steady girlfriend and supportive family. I assumed his girlfriend was Bolton's wife, the way that Bolton treats him. I didn't even think he played that badly in a 100-point loss. Scored 98. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit apparently one of the apparently one of the four worst though. That's extremely disappointing. I thought I had his mobile number. Oh well. Oh, I could just say a number. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that pretty much is everything. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I apologise. What about what about the upcoming round or the outlook? For the rest of the skeetness. Oh, what do you reckon? Oh, well, no, what's your what's your picks for? Oh, I guess, for I guess we have to at least have to at least preview the uh, rivalry piece de resistance. <laughs> you definitely do. You got Ed United and the John Deers separated at birth. They were same day. Same so, day, same hospital. Same mum. Didn't the John Deere <laughs> score the highest um, score last round? Yeah, and they Ed, did. And Ed had the second. Ed, Ed had the second. Lowest. Ed had the second lowest, but they're on opposite ends of the table. It's I reckon that a world. what a world we live in. I reckon Ed's depth is actually going to cost him here. Like Ollie Wines goes out, which would seem like the biggest buy casualty out of everyone, but we all know Mole's got about a hundred midfield. Fielders there, so he just gets replaced pretty much. Well, he's got by... he's got Billy Hartung. Well, that's who comes in. It's Billy Hartung for Ollie Wines, which isn't. Well, like it does it of... does get Parfit back this week. Oh, do you know what I should have four? mentioned? Just by the way, is a uh, big shout out to myself saying right was a dolly by. Uh, by Mole, because 62.8 he's averaging, currently on his bench. So, take that, Mole. Yeah, I don't think that was a huge call, but yeah, it's correct. Mole, Mole seemed to think so after round one. Also, Steve, I thought Westhoff might have been up there in the in the good pickup category, averaging 100 from wherever he got picked. Let's have a look at yeah. what I said with Westhoff. West... How many Fs in Westhoff? There we go. So draft rank 100. He was picked up at number 120, and he's averaging 101. And he's averaging 101 uh, as a forward up there. Worth worth a mention. It is good. Not too bad. Not not in this week for Ed though. Uh, I think he'll be based no, on but he's got Charlie Spargo. Yeah, I know. So he's got nothing to worry about. So I was. But if you hmm? now go on. Oh, I was going to say I'm, I would tip. Chipper uh, Mole to win this. 
Well, it'd be better. It'd be good. Probably about 150 points. Yeah, I think Ed's going to win. I had to. Really? Yeah, Ed's just got the golden touch this year. I don't know. Yeah. He, he scored a low score. Well, Mole needs Tom to. Getting 149. Mole needs to make a trade to get a fifth defender, either get rid of Wright or Luke Brown. Mm. Probably Matt Wright, based on Nathan's analysis. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's only averaging like 63. Is it okay to sledge someone about their mum? Oh, as long as they're not here to defend themselves. <laughs> if, you're on a footy, if you're on a footy field and they're kicking to win the game, can you talk about their mum? I think your mama jokes are okay, but specific weird specifics about someone's mum, I think, might be a little... Uh, off point. Can you talk to Jeff yeah, about his dad? What happened to his dad? Didn't he you got murdered with an axe? Didn't you listen to the podcast today? God. Oh, I haven't heard all of it. No. As soon as I heard the Chamberlain and Chamberlain bit, I was on the phone. <laughs> uh, uh, we, your homework is to find out whether sledging is okay. No, to ask you a question, Steve. No, I don't reckon you can no. bring up Jed Lamb's dad. <laughs> That's poor form. Oh, by the way, Beam stepped down as captain this week. Yeah, he on the did. back of yeah. the win. That seems weird. About his dad. What if he gets sledged for that? Mm. Probably not. No, nah, like, probably not. I would have like wouldn't have Brereton and like all those scumbags from the eighties have like just. Said, oh, mate, they would have said anything. Yeah, I reckon they probably would have said anything. Maybe we just said well, bad things. Back in the day, you probably would have just punched them in the face too, though. Probably. All right. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Thanks, guys. No worries. Sorry for my voice. And we'll do a proper one-on-one with uh, you, Harpies, next time. It's nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks for letting me join. All right. Get well soon. No worries. Reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch faith. Is who? Albert. Um, let me just check. I've got him as the th- on the thing. You've got him on the thing? As in I can see his name next to yours. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe he's not there.